after two days, your entire body is in pain and you don't, you don't have the motivation of going back to do what you were called to do in that gym. Or in that training process, you didn't have a trainer to help you. And what happened is because you worked too hard and you used the things that were not necessary to use in the first day, you give up easily and you walk out. But thankfully... Thankfully, if you have a trainer who trains you, he knows your weakness. He knows when you are tired. He knows at what point he needs to introduce the new exercise or the new equipment that benefit you to propel you in the work that you are doing in that training period. A trainer is good to have in our life. And I'm thankful that God is the trainer of our life. He knows our weaknesses. He knows our trialing situations. He knows what is beneficial for us. When I am tired, when I am weak, He said, come to me. I will give you rest. And we have the assurance in God Jesus. He gives us the peace. He trains. He's a good trainer. Because we need this trainer God in our life that trains us. That trains us. Anybody who has learned, you know, uh, 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 was at Baylor Hospital two years ago, and there were different protocols that we had to do before we go and meet with the patients. But now that I've lost in touch for almost two years, I have lost the system and I have lost the touch. And just recently I was meeting with another chaplain friend of mine, and he was talking about the different things that they have been learning and they have been introduced. Oh, you know what? I totally missed. I totally forgot because I have not been, you know, practicing what I have trained for. Go with me. Amen. Amen. You know, while I was doing my BTH, Bachelor's in Theology, Greek was, uh, 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 I love studying Greek. I love being part. I, 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 you know, recently I was talking to Pastor Penny from Harvest and I was saying that, you know, I'm so happy that I graduated with 3.8 in Greek. I loved having conversations, not not good, but, but at least even if it was broken, but I loved having conversations. But now if you ask me some words, you know, it's very hard because I have not kept up with it. Are you trying to understand something? If you don't keep up with what you have been called to do, you will fail in those areas. But here is God helping us understand, or David is helping us understand in today's church in is that it is very good and important for us to keep up practicing what we are called to do. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. To keep up and to keep practicing. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. I remember many years ago, my, my dad introduced me or took me to guitar lessons. I love I loved guitar lessons. I was... And then after that, my teacher ran away. So it's not, not, not my fault. Not my fault. But he taught me some basic chords. He taught me some stuff there. No. But now if I take the guitar, you may run away from me because I don't know anything. I have not kept up with the practice. After a few months, my dad took me to the keyboard lessons. Of course, he bought me a good small keyboard for me to practice. But yes, of course, after that, after two months of training, he was in there. The teacher ran away again. Maybe he was scared of me practicing. I don't know why, but it was not part of my story, maybe. And I didn't see him. I couldn't grow. And I have not kept up with it. What happened? I don't know single chord or anything to play. I may play something there, but it's not relevant because I have not kept up with the practices with our practices. And the same scripture, David helps us to understand, he trains my hand for battle. A child of God, there is no time that you say that, you know what, I have, I'm on vacation. I don't do anything. I'm on vacation. I'm on time out. I don't do anything right now. A child of God, you have never, never, never in your life, you will be able to say, I'm on time out. I don't do anything. All 
the days of your life, every single day that you're alive, may the Lord help us. We are trained for a warfare that the Lord has put us into. And your and our warfare is not with our brothers or sisters outside. Sometimes in our Pentecostal church, we look into warfare. Oh, Anna Sahodran, Ye Sahodran, Asodin. No, our warfare is against the carnal nature of the world, the principalities, the power of the darkness. And we are engaging in this warfare. And may the Lord help us that we constantly battle, we constantly fight. And the Lord help our fingers to, to engage in this warfare. You're with me this morning? That we don't sit, you know, sit back, slacking behind in, in, in the work that the Lord has asked us to do. Or we look into the story of David and it talks to us about, you know, 140, Psalm 144 verse 1. Blessed be the Lord, my strength. Number one is acknowledge that the Lord God Almighty, Almighty is your strength. He alone is the strength of our life. He alone is the strength of our life. No other name, no other person, no organization can ever give us the strength the way God gives us in our life. When you are distressed, when you are in turmoil, when nothing works on your behalf, always understand, acknowledge that God is our strength. He's our strength. And David, through the scriptures, get, it helps us understand, God is my strength. He acknowledges that God is my strength. How many of you all would say, God, you are the strength of my life. I am a human and as a human, I will go weak. The next morning that I wake, I am encouraged and pumped for Sunday's morning, Sunday morning worship and the message that here I am encouraged. But tomorrow morning when I wake up into the same situation, you have to realize that God alone is the strength of our life. And the Bellam Devamana. Praise the Lord. Urapulla Pahariagunu. He's the refuge of my life. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. He's the strength of my life. No matter people stand with me or people don't stand with me. But that doesn't matter if the Lord has called you. Always understand the Lord is your strength. Praise the Lord. I am thankful for people who stand together to build the church of God. Right? But it doesn't matter. I don't trust in people. Because if I trust in people, I forget the one whom I should be trusting. I don't trust in the chariots or the horses. I know my God is my refuge and He is the strength of my life. People come, people walk out. It doesn't matter. People stay here. Today you are here. Tomorrow you won't be here. It doesn't matter to me. My ministry doesn't base on, or your ministry doesn't base on. Zion Church is not based on one person being here. It is understanding that the Lord and the Lord alone is the strength of my life. The Lord, the Lord alone is the holder of us. And He alone is the keeper. He's the keeper, God. He's my strength. Understand this. You may fail in, in any given situations of your life, but always know that the Lord and the Lord alone is the strength of my life. Hallelujah. You may walk into a job interview thinking that, you know what, four years of my bachelor's, two years of my master's, my 3.8 and my 4.0 is really good enough. But can I tell you, it's not just because of your educational qualities. You can appear that it is just the grace and the strength of God that is leading you. Hallelujah. I know people who have secured good grades. 
They walked into interview and they passed the interview. They joined the workforce. But can I tell you, they failed in through their work. Why? Because they always relied on their own knowledge. They always relied on what they can do. But can I tell you something? When you fail, always understand the reason why you're failing is you are not recognizing or you're not acknowledging the fact that God alone is the strength of our life. David knows that very clearly. David understands that very clearly. God is the strength of my life. Y'all with me? God is the strength of my life. Acknowledge that. Every day that you wake up, every day that you wake up, every, I'm, I'm going to repeat that again, every single day that you wake up, you need to acknowledge, God, you are the strength of my today. You are the strength. You are the strength of my today. You are the strength of my tomorrow. You are the strength of my this week. You are the strength that leads me alone. When I am weak, you strengthen me. Hallelujah. It is good that we have weaknesses in our life. If you and me don't have weaknesses, there is no area for God to work. In our weakness, Bible says He is glorified. God is exalted in our weakness. Sometimes when we worship God, and that's a big problem that I see with our Pentecostal people is we've tried to put up an image in front of everybody that we are all perfect and all good. And we come to God's presence and start worshiping as if we are doing a favor to God. Can I tell you, worship is a place where you reveal, Lord, I have weakness in me. But in my weakness, I want you to be exalted because I give you room in my life so that you can step in and you can work your wonders to make me whole, to make me complete. Don't stand here saying, God, I am all perfect. I am all good. But stand in God's presence telling Him, Lord, I am an imperfect man. But in my imperfection, only a perfect God can fulfill me. He is my strength. He's my strength. Oh, come on. He is my, my strength. I'm going to real quick into that word. And then and, and, and first thing that David acknowledges here is that he acknowledges that the Lord is my, he's my strength. Every morning that the Lord wakes you up, you come to church, you greet one another, tell them that the Lord alone is the strength of my life. Nobody else. Nobody else. It's not the medicine that I take. It's not... Not anybody around me. No, it's the Lord and Lord alone who strengthens, who strengthens me. And, and in Psalm 46 verse 1, Psalm 46 verse 1, it, this is how it goes. It's again, David's scripture talks about God is our refuge and strength and ever-present help. Oh, come on, somebody. God is our refuge and He is our strength and ever-present help. In all the trouble. Can I tell you something? Your God is on your side whenever you are in any sort of trouble. Can I tell you that you are not by yourself, my friend? You are not by you. The moment you acknowledge that the Lord is the strength of my life. He is ever present there. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Anytime I am in trouble, he is always present there. He's always present. Hallelujah. How many of you have enjoyed having God as the strength of your life? How many of you here can acknowledge that in whenever I was in trouble, it was just the gracious hand of God that has led me thus far? 
Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. The Lord is my strength and my refuge and ever-present help in my trouble. Ever-present. He's always present. Always present. You know, sometimes when we pray, I hear people saying that, you know, I was praying and the Lord has not answered. Can I tell you, there is no single moment that the Lord doesn't answer. Silence answers more than his words. Oh, can I tell you? His silence answers more than his words sometimes. But how are we positioned to perceive the miracles? The moment you change your perception about a miracle, you will start seeing miracles all around you. We have an ideology that this is how a miracle must look like. Can I tell you? Change your perception and you will start seeing miracles all around you. The relationship that we have, it's a miracle that we could have and we could enjoy in being in God's presence. It's a miracle. Change your perception about a miracle. Praise the Lord. He's an ever-present help in all my trouble. What are the troubles, my brothers and sisters, you are in today? What are the troubles that you are? Are you in the midst of lions in a den? You are over yourself like a Daniel. Can I tell you, the lion will not do anything. Why? Because the angel of the Lord has already stepped in and shut the mouth of the lions and the Lord has already commanded the lions saying, hey, you know what? This Daniel, he is fasting for so many days. Even if you try eating him up, all you will get his bones. But wait for a few more hours. Wait for a few more days. There's another group of people that is all bulky and heavy. That, that have been eaten. Oh, the royal food of the palace. They are coming. They are coming. They are just wait for a couple of more days. Hold your hunger, lions. Hold your hunger. There's another group coming for you. Daniel. No matter you are in the midst of lion and the den, nobody sees you. There's a God who is ever present oh, in all the troubles that I go through. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Boys, you are the only ones uh, in the fiery furnace. Can I tell you? Because you are standing strong and you acknowledge the presence of God. There is a fourth one who is about to appear. Nalava Nurvekti. Ade Agnil. Erangi Waran Sharvatan. A fourth one. He's ever present in all the, all the trouble. I was recently meeting with a young family uh, while I was in Chicago. Blessed conversation that I was having this with these people. And, uh, you know, um, they were part of an Indian church for a long time. And if you're part of an Indian church, you, you, hear, uh, you hear messages like this. It strengthens you. And also messages where it convicts you that we are and our standing in the Lord has to be right for the Lord to intervene and to work uh, and the Lord to deliver us. So this pastor, this, this brother of mine, he, he was part of the, the church for a long time. And as I was having conversations with him, he, he told me something. You know, pastor, uh, whenever I was in church, whenever I used to go to church all by myself, you know, um, there were so many messages that the pastor, just used to preach, that the evangelist, the visiting pastors used to preach, that so many preachers in and out, we are sermoned out. There were so many sermons, but the jinns of all, I mean, the, 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 the basic idea of all of these messages here was that the Lord is a Lord of protection and guidance and he, is, he takes care of our life. I understood that. And when I was in the midst of pain, when they, they had some issues in their family life, when I was in the midst of family life, my wife and I, we understood that it is scriptures and those messages that was poured into our life many years ago that has sustained us and kept us alive. Can I 
tell you something. Always have an open heart to receive God's word. You don't know when this word is going to bless your life. Always keep an open heart to receive God's word. You have no idea, you have no idea when these scriptures, when the word of God is going to work in your life. Every Sunday come here to prepare and preach. I don't just do it just because it is part of my job schedule. I do it because it's a calling of God. And when I speak, I know in the truth and the authority that the power of God, that every single word and every preaching that is made here, not just me, but any pastor, any leader, any brother who comes to preach, it is seeds. And seed has the potential to break out in the dark and it will grow to bring forth fruits. And I declare that in this house, that every seed that is the word of God that is sown in this place will have the authority to grow when it is in the season of darkness. Oh, the seed is positioned in the darkness, but you don't understand when the right temperature arises, when the right situation changes around, the seed has the potential to grow and to break open. And the Lord is the strength. The Lord is the strength. And it is these scriptures that give you the strength in your life. Are you with me? It is these scriptures that give you the strength in your life. You know, I have a notification in my phone that gives me uh, 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 messages every single morning, that gives me verses every single morning. And I love those verses because those are verses that challenge me, that teach me, that talks so much into my life. But I'm thankful that apart from that, I can also have a time just where I spend with God. And these words actually help me to realize that God alone is the strength through the scriptures, through the scriptures. Through the scriptures. Never allow any word to go in vain. Bible says, Bible says every word that is released out of the mouth of God is like rain. And it will do the work it has been sent for. And I pray that every word released in this house in through the seasons of different pastors or leaders that will come even after me, I pray that every single word will bring forth fruits in Jesus' name. David understands one thing, that the Lord is my strength. He is my refuge and ever-present help in all my trouble. Always that. People will change, but He is that. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Systems will change, but He is there. For eternity to eternity. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. The word of the Lord stands strong for eternity to eternity. And there is no change to that. His ever-present help in all trouble. Hallelujah. Amen. 1 Samuel chapter 17, 1 Samuel chapter 17, verse 45. I love that scripture because it talks about David. It talks about, but David said to the Philistine, you come against me with a dagger, a spear, and a sword, but I come against you, oh, in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of armies of Israel, whom you have defied. We know if you are a, if you have, at least attended one Sunday service in your entire life. You've heard at least one message from the life of David. He's the most favorite character in the entire scriptures for every single one. I understand that. But here in the story, we understand David is actually calling out the Philistine and saying, 
You know what? You come against me with a spear and a dagger and a sword, but I have only one thing that I can come against you. It is the name of the Lord God Almighty. Just by the name of Almighty God, I come against you. But you have to understand here from the scripture that we meditated this morning that the Lord trains my hand for battle. He trains my fingers for war. From the scripture that we understand, it talks about the life of David. You have to understand, David did not encounter the Goliath just he walked out to encamp in those with his brothers, but he had to go through the small bear first. Oh, come on. Hallelujah. David, if you are not faithful enough to kill that bear, you cannot succeed in killing the Goliath. Are you all with me? Are you all with me? Praise the Lord. David, don't just feed the bear with another lamb that you can pacify the situation and try to get away. Kill what is necessary to kill. Never allow it to grow. Let it die in Jesus' name. Kill and destroy what is never meant to be in your life. That small bear had to die so that the next lion, you have the challenge to stand up and the Lord was training your fingers all. Come on, somebody. Look to your fingers today and say, the Lord is training my fingers. He is training my... Come on, come on, come on. Warm up your fingers this morning. Warm up your fingers. For too long, I see people coming up in God's presence, put their hand in pocket. You know, I, that irritates me so much. That irritates me so much. You put your hand together in your pockets and you stand here to worship. Brother, sister, I don't know how old you are. I'll come stand next to you. Praise the Lord. Use your hand for worship. You, let, let, let your hands be used. You want to lift your hands up, lift it up. You want to clap, you want to clap, you clap. But never stand in God's position, God's praise. So worship with your hands in pocket. Praise the Lord. Your arm and get it up. Hands always be used in the sight of God. There are different postures in worship. In all of our postures, the bodily expressions with, with what God has gifted us. And we see the hand gestures help us. With the hand gestures help us to be placed in that place to reveal that we are actually worshiping. We surrender with a lifted up hands. We worship with clapping and we exalt His holy name. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And I, may I suggest that these will be the days that we warm up the fingers that, that the Lord has asked us. He trains my hand for warfare. For David, bear was a training period. He had to kill and slain the bear so that he will attack the lion when the lion comes. Oh, can I tell you? And the lion had to be killed so that he can be trained for the bigger challenge. And in David's life, it begins with a small bear. And then the next level is the lion. And the biggest is the Goliath. So every single time in war in his life, he had to, get, he had to train himself to, to get ready for the next level. Praise the Lord. To get ready for the, the next level. And, and, and the same bear did not come in. Against him, it was the next was the lion. And the lion didn't come again in his life. It was the Goliath. And when the Goliath had to die, there were the many other nations that came against him. So every time you see when God trains you for small little wars that come in your life, do not run away from it. Do not compromise with it. But get ready to have this warfare 
Victory belongs to God who gives you strength. Hallelujah. Victory belongs to God who gives you peace in that situation. And may I suggest, may I suggest, too long you've been running away. Too long you've been running away from the small attacks that have come to your life, from the small bears that have come to your life. Of course, I'm talking about there's no bear coming against your life right now, right in today, but there are situations that look like the bear that comes against your life. There are situations, it could be small, figuratively compared to Goliath. It could be the small ones, but even the small one, do not compromise. Oh, he's just the bear. So Good, good looking. I'm going to keep him. I'm going to feed him. He's just going to be a pet bear. Can I tell you what has to die? Has to die. Do not compromise with it. Oh, do not compromise with it. God is training your hands for warfare. May I suggest, may I tell you, every single child of God, the moment you accept Jesus as your personal savior, you are in a battlefield. You like it or you don't like it, my brother, my sister. But you are in a battlefield. And every single soldier in a battlefield, you don't put your hands in your pocket and you walk it out. You have the weapons in your hand. And you march in a way that the Lord has strengthened me to have victory over the situations. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. My dad served in the Indian Army. Can I have the worship team? My dad served in the Indian Army and I hear a lot of stories from him. Stories about when he was posted in Kargil, the border between India and Pakistan. He was part of the, his his department was, he was the wireless operator. So he sends, his team sends commands. His his team sends security codes that the enemy cannot uh, uh, decode. So they, that was, they were specialized in that. But can I tell you, his, his team was operating with some of the computer stuff or the telephonic stuff. But still, every single soldier, it was part. Part of their job requirement that you better have a pistol or a gun or, or some sort of a weapon in your hand. You don't know when the army, when the enemy comes against you, you're going to be prepared all the time. All the time. And, and right now, I'm not suggesting that. I'm not suggesting you walk out with a concealed or a non-concealed weapon all the time. What I'm suggesting here is that, what I'm suggesting here is that, that may the Lord help us, may the Lord help us, because the, the, the carnal nature of the world tries to pull us down. They could be the small bear or the big lion or the Goliath. Whatever the size of the enemy is, resist the enemy all the time. That's all you got to do. There is no compromise with the enemy. Praise the Lord. Let me repeat here. There is no compromise with the enemy. If it is the small bear or the lion or the Goliath, may I suggest that the Lord will continue to strengthen each one of us in the power that the Lord has to has, has given in each one of us. John chapter 2 verse 5 is a scripture that I want to wind up by saying here. Can we all stand up in God's presence? And if you all can play the softly heavenly music so that it can all be very heavenly here. But John chapter 2 verse 5, it talks about Jesus who comes to the servant. Jesus' mother who comes to the servant. This is the word it says, do whatever he tells you to do. Whatever he tells you to do, you better do it. Are you trying to understand? Praise the Lord. We know the story again, the favorite story in the entire Bible. Jesus turning water into, 
into wine. Oh, the wine that Jesus made was the most beautiful wine ever distributed in the entire history of mankind. But here Jesus talks about, Mary talks about that give Jesus whatever he's asking you to do. Give Jesus whatever he's, do it the way he is asking you to do. Sometimes all we do is to have a total submission. A total submission is a place of successful beginning in our life. And just allow God to minister to us in that place. Just allow God and let Him know, Lord, I am weak, but help me that you strengthen. I am weak, but you give me the strength and peace. Father, I thank you for the people. I thank you for our weaknesses. I thank you for every single one here. I pray, God, that your gracious hand will continue to bless and lead each one of us. God bless you. We also have the offering buckets passed around. Please extend your hands together to bless God in whatever capacity. May the Lord continue to bless. Amen.